Everybody. Welcome to a, another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where audiences and critics do not agree about movies and we pick a side. With me, as always, is my co-host Keith. Hello! Uh, and uh, joining us today on the podcast, returning, is our good friend Dan Conroy. Woo! What's up, Dividends? We call them that still? <laughs> is that a thing? Did that happen? You know, and it hasn't stuck, but we'll keep trying, God Almighty. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. And, you know, Dan, uh, we've heard that you and another past guest of ours, Andy Martinez, have been putting together a podcast of year in. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, JJ, you know I would love that. We're doing a um, podcast that is coming up very soon called Cursed Impressions. Cursed Impressions. You know it would be great if I said the name correctly. It's called Cursed Impressions, folks. Uh, it will be available uh, anywhere you can stream podcasts. Basically, the whole idea is we have Andy Martinez, who is a fantastic impressionist, I would say. He does amazing impressions. Um, I am what we would call impression illiterate. I can't do anything besides my own squeaky voice. And so we're going to come together. We're going to pick some celebrities, do a little zip, zap, zop, and do a little impression of them play some games uh see how we sound in them it's gonna be a whole lot of fun uh so release to be determined question mark but uh definitely look for that very soon wherever fine podcasts are sold at your local libraries and um blood banks uh can i try an impression yeah of course i've been working on john mulaney how is everybody doing today is that a good one? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can riff <laughs> off that. I'm the kind of guy who only ate crackers for like 20 years. I'm Not on a bad. podcast about movies. Now, you know, that's a movie podcast. You know? New York. <laughs> is that good? Uh, I'm so bad impressions. I will <laughs> just us pretend. going, is this good? <laughs> Wait, what was that, JJ? I'm so bad impressions. I won't even like attempt to do a bad impression. I can't do an uh, impression to save my life, and I just want to say Andy is fantastic at it, and yeah. uh, it's definitely worth worth watching, uh, listening to. You, do we watch podcasts yet? One can't day we wait. will. Uh, you you watch with your ears. Watch um, with your ears and listen with your heart. Cursed impressions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Look forward to uh, you know when you guys debut that, and Thank we will you. definitely help spread the word. I appreciate start- it when you start dropping episodes. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, so today we, you know, we, we decided to have a little fun with today's episode and we're all, we're all having a drink, uh-huh. drinkity drink. Yes. And we decided to do our first ever drunk episode or tipsy episode, depending yeah. on how far we want to go. Buzzed. Will, you know, I'm starting this a little buzzed already, <laughs> but uh, we will progressively drink more and more throughout this conversation. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to be a fun one. Today, we are discussing the 2020 movie Sonic the Hedgehog. Woof. Uh, <laughs> starring Jim Carrey. Uh, this movie uh, falls into the category of having a mixed negative score from critics and a very positive score from audiences on Rotten Tomatoes, 63% of critics approve, so barely above that fresh threshold there. Uh, But 93% of audiences approved of Sonic the Hedgehog. That is 
a very high high score, ninety three. That's where the classics belong. That's a solid <laughs> solid A. That's that's like a really really. Uh, I well, I already said it. Really high score, uh, and <laughs> that's what happens when you drink and and you record yourself, you repeat yourself. So here we go. Hey, at least but, you said your podcast correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a divine film, uh, but in the critics' consensus. Fittingly fleet and frequently fun, Sonic the Hedgehog is a video game-inspired adventure the whole family can enjoy, and a fine excuse for Jim Carrey to tap into the manic energy that launched his career. So there you have it. I I had a feeling that audiences would like this a lot more than critics. I didn't realize they would like it this much. That is very, very up there. And I can kind of see it, though. I watched it for the first time recently. I didn't see it when it came out in theaters, which by the way, I think this is one of the last movies released right before the pandemic. If I'm not mistaken, I, this was one of the last things I did before COVID-19. And I look, I don't want to say, I don't want to like speak to any like auspices or anything like that. All I want to say is one of the last things I did, one of my last uh, bits of freedom before the quarantine was I said, Hey, I want to spend my American dollars at a movie theater to see Sonic, the blue boy hedgehog. You know, audiences would have you believe that you ended your pre COVID time on a high note. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> wish, I wish I was with those monsters, but unfortunately I feel a little, a little differently. We'll get into it in a minute, but um, yeah. Yeah. What a, what a, what a time to be alive. Well, what was your initial reaction though? When you saw it, did you like think what the heck did I just see? Like what, what were you thinking when you were watching this in the movie theater? I just had so, so I had so many, so I saw this in the movie theaters about a year ago. I recently watched it yesterday to kind of refresh my memory as to what I saw and that's a great question. It, 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 when I first saw it in theaters, and I, I want to be careful because I, I find myself, I just realized like I, I've been very lucky to be on Divided Films a couple of times. Guys, it's been a pleasure to be here. Mm-hmm. And the last two films that I've done were real, like awesome, sort of roller coastery films with a not fantastic plot line, but it was more about the thrill and the adventure, um, which are which are movies that I love to talk about. This one friggin it's like it needed more of that when it had it and it was too it was trying too hard to give you some sort of beautiful like moments of drama or like real like discovery between two characters all i want is the big blue hedgehog i'm trying to not to scream on camera but all i want is the blue boy himself sonic the ring gatherer hedgehog and yet for some like that's all I felt through it. Not to speak of, of course, the just glaring advertisements in between. Just the just oh the spot, which we'll get to in a minute. I know, but like, I guess when I was in the movie theater, I was just it was in between enjoying the action and an incredulity that a couple times made me scream "fuck you" at the screen. Um, that, that I went through. Look, I have places to go, and I need to follow my rainbow, as Sonic's song tells us. And my rainbow just wasn't with this movie the whole time. Wow. Uh, you're right. I mean, this, this was an interesting experience watching this for the first time that, uh, I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect really, but I don't know. Even though there were definitely glaring product placement and some very curious pop culture references, I felt for the most part, it was fairly harmless. Like, I don't know. It was silly, but it wasn't like. 
It was like, meh. I mean, first of all, who even asked for a Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Does Sonic the Hedgehog warrant a movie? I don't think so. What I thought was funny, too, is this the, the movie when it opens up and you get the production company title cards like in any movie. This is a Sega movie production? Has there been one before this? And will there be one after? I don't I, know. I don't know. And honestly, I wrote that. I wrote a bunch of a bunch of but I wrote a bunch of notes in my uh, notebook app on my iPhone. And literally, the title is "Fuck This Sonic Notes." And one in the beginning was just uh, "Let's celebrate all the Sega hits at the beginning," like you know, all those great well, video games. I don't. It, it sounded. I you know, I did actually make a mental note when I saw those opening credits. I'm going like, I think they want to start something. Yeah, they want to start a franchise or a, or a trend, like a, a. I still think we're building up to like a Super Smash Brothers movie down the down. Oh, not yeah. maybe not today, maybe not to, maybe right. maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday. The next day, uh, we enjoyed a Super Smash Brothers <laughs> uh, movie with Danny DeVito starring as Kirby. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, well, I love that it said. I, I just want to say I love that I in that what, slide it said. Sega, and then the next one it said original film, which makes me think it was a Sega original film. You know, in case there was any doubt that this was just a, a Sega bootleg film, or like what? A, like <laughs> they went out of their way to make two slides: one that it, says Sega, and one that says original film. Is this really a Sega movie? I or, need proof. I need proof because I hear my dad works at Sega. <laughs> He's gonna be mad. He's gonna be so well, mad at okay. this. This uh, what? Okay, so Keith, give me give me your initial thoughts though, because I, I did you see this before we? Uh, okay, you had not. You're shaking your head, but <laughs> I'm on a podcast, of course. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm like shaking my head. Uh, meh, eh, I mean, like it's this movie. I don't think this movie's like downright like this movie's not bad i don't think i don't think it's bad but it's yeah. it's not good it's fine uh, for what it is it's not even fine it's not even fine for me it's uh like the more uh i thought about it the more i'm like oh i actually i do see a need or i don't see a need but i can understand why there's a sonic i sonic movie like he's way more popular than i don't know how like than we could ever imagine. Is he like, popular? Not even through memes. Is his? He has a TV show. Mm-hmm. Well, a long he time had, like, ago, he, did, he has a very not not that one. There's like a 3D there's, one. There's a bunch. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he had something recent. I, I was I don't keep up with Sonic media. I'm sorry. And that's before you get there's into like more? the Sonic online community. Yeah. I I used to read. Which that's some a real treasure comics. trove if you've got a minute. But, ugh. <laughs> I used to read some of the Sonic comics like before Shadow. Like when Knuckles was getting, they were originally they were made uh, Keith by the same guys that did Archie comics for a bit, right? Or am I wrong? I'm not surprised they if they also did like Simpson comics. I used yeah, to read I a believe lot that. Of those I read too. those. I read uh, those. I had some Simpson comics. Uh, and uh, like so, I understand like a Sonic movie coming out someday. Uh, yeah, but this uh, one critic's review hit me like it's like oh it's like. Yeah, this movie's brought to you by Zillow and Olive Garden. Oh, oh, that that was, that, Zillow, Zillow was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a movie. That was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, like why? they paused the movie. They paused that, and this is this is a kids movie. I did have to I did have to wrestle with the fact that like I am a thirty year old like non family man uh, watching a kids movie, but I I do want to be give it like it's justice. And like I'm not trying to compare it to like a Pixar or even like a DreamWorks. I'm just like they made a Sonic movie, but it could have 
been i found it boring at times i yeah, agree it was, like go ahead it was kind of meh. yeah it was, it was kind of like meh right like uh even yeah. i feel like a lot of the humor is hit and miss like we'll get into jim carrey and i love jim carrey but like you know part of his comedic uh like you know style is that he goes for 10 every time and so it's like that's hit and miss you know you get some gems but you also get a lot of like misfires and yeah. you know but the other thing you get is, a weird breastfeeding joke which i like I, uh, that's another oh, oh yeah i was bre- i was breastfed cool yeah or something or like rat i forget but yeah at the door with I, marsden yeah, the, there was some weird stuff there. Uh, yeah, obviously the James Marsden character, I, I couldn't oh. care less about. Very bland yeah. and forgettable. Um, but I'll, I feel like I like what Ben Schwartz is doing, voicing the Sonic character. I thought he did a good job. I thought I liked him the most, kind of uh, crafting the personality of Sonic. Cause I don't know if Sonic, I don't really know Sonic from the video games doesn't really seem to have much of a personality from just playing the video games, but uh, like the old ones. But I like that the goofy, likable personality they crafted for him. I found it endearing. Right. Uh, I, I like you know the baseball scene, the the voice work. It was vulnerable, but also funny and, and charming. And you know Ben Schwartz, we all know him as John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, uh, but definitely some great voice work here. And so I can see the appeal of his character, and if they, you know, they, they set this up for for a sequel, they might, mm. you know, do some 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 franchise work here. And I feel like that should be there should be a, more of a focus off the strength of his work crafting this character. Although, of course, it will definitely give more time to Jim Carrey's um, the Dr. Robotnik character. Uh, you know, but I he was the most consistently solidly good thing about the movie. I agree. I agree. I think like so a lot of my I'm I remember walking out of this movie in the theaters a year ago with the just blind prejudice of like who was this made for? I don't understand it. Right. And that's my question. And but then and you know what? I still have that question, but I come to a new thought as well as I watched it last night because I I then walked away again. I basically went to bed after the last five minutes because I was just like, I I can't keep watching this. And I kept thinking to myself, well, again, I don't know who this is made for. And my after reading a couple articles where they like go into like, no, there actually were like a a massive amount of um, Easter eggs between the echidnas actually coming in, uh, which happens like at the beginning, they're trying to kidnap Sonic and Longclaw, and a couple of other homages to the fan base. Perhaps there is a lot to give to the fan base, to which I sort of relented a little bit. And Keith, to echo you, I sort of got out of my, I got out of my personal grumpy old man costume and realized like, no, actually, yeah, I think for like a young Sonic fan base, there was quite a lot to have fun with and enjoy. And and I'm looking at it from like the wrong, like, you know, not rose colored glasses, just, I don't know, uh, bad colored glasses. I don't know the Shit color. Shit colored glasses. Shit, that's it. They're, they're covered in poop. Um, but, the, but then I had another thought I was going through this, like, okay, fine. There was a lot to enjoy about this movie, and Jim Carrey did a great job. Ben Schwartz, I think, is a great voice for Sonic. I'll even give James Marsden credit where there, you know he plays a good straight character. Having said all of that, why didn't you make more of the action of Sonic into this movie? I think that was my biggest yes. takeaway was you tried too hard to create this whole 
these new protagonists that were like, oh, we might have to go to San Francisco for you to be a police officer. What about staying in Green Hills, Montana? I don't care about any of this. In fact, I got mm-hmm. to a point where we're watching these like pseudo dramatic Hallmark moments. And I kept thinking to myself, where is my where is my hedgehog? I want to see him <laughs> going fast. I want to see him hitting stuff. Just make more of that the whole time. And not to skip too far ahead, but the ending between him and Robotnik, I was like, you could have made this the whole movie, like an hour and 40 of this. And it would have been like amazing. Like we would have had a lot of fun. So I don't know. It, I, I still walk away with that question, but at least I feel like maybe it, I'm not so my, my superfluous anger is assuaged a little bit by like, all right, there, there were attempts to make this for, I guess, everybody, but I don't know that that really worked. I, this wasn't a, like, I do think that the people who made this gave a shit, like I, I, yeah. I'm not getting any, like, I'm not getting any like half ass. Like I do think they added in, and I've read that they added in like the Easter eggs to, um, I'm kind of curious how kids feel about it. And I'm kind of like, I would love to do like that documentary 10 years after, like, how do you feel about it now? Um, we should do Billy Eichner style on the street. Like it only th- talks to like kids. Me... How do you feel about <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog? For $5, how do you feel about Sonic the Hedgehog? Right, uh, another impression coming in. Uh, uh, but I don't know. That, we'll work on that. Uh, First guest stars right here. I'm very, uh, I'm very curious. This reminds me of, for 90s kids, small soldiers. Like this is one of those oh, kind yeah. of movies. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. movies that I, you, I could see a kid loving this. And then when he gets to, when they grow up, they like, there are some movies that stick with you and others that you go, it's of its time. Uh, like, you know, uh, you know, Sonic's doing the floss. Like I, like I'm, yeah. and I'm not mad at that. Right, it's just, right. It's of its time. Yeah. That's, it's, yeah. I'm just, it, it, that's true. The hey, small they soldiers, did a, they did an all, it made money. It made a, right. a lot of money. <laughs> the, the small soldiers thing is an interesting point. Cause it's kind of like, okay, there are people who enjoy this when it's released, but it's not necessarily a classic by any means. I remember showing it to you, JJ, and you basically, cause I it came on Netflix one day and I was like, this is a great movie. I love this movie. And you're like, I didn't see this. And you're like, at the end, it's just like, we're no longer roommates. I think that's what you said. To me. <laughs> I, I think I, that's what you said to me. You I terminated aware... the lease that night. I think. <laughs> I just I, I made a ran for the hills. I I was like, I'm aware of Small Soldiers. I never saw it, and then Keith, you showed it to me because you liked it as a kid, and I was like, what the hell is this? But that's a discussion for another podcast episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with this, I can see people really enjoying it in the moment. Yeah. It has the cadence of like a family's night out like we're gonna see the sonic movie tonight and you go out and you have yeah i guess the fun time together as a family like it has its moments that are kind of funny i do think though you're right that with the lack of sonic action they have like i don't know maybe only a, a less than a handful of action set pieces with sonic battling like Dr. Robotnik and his gadgets, like three or four. And it seemed like this movie was almost too short. Not that I'm begging for a super long Sonic movie, but almost to me, I'm like, I feel like there should have been one more action scene yeah. with Sonic battling out, right? It seemed like it right. was like, that's it? Like well, when it's the climax and they defeat Robotnik, I'm like, oh, that's all we're going to get in this movie? Or at the very least, like, have have one more like try to keep it the same length have another battle scene with dr robotnik and eliminate these unnecessary human characters with their personal developments and plot lines 
you know, control X replace with mm-hmm. tails or yeah. I- I'm trying to think of a third uh, knuckles. I, I literally yeah. any other member of the Sonic. You're not going to see universe. anyone. Those are the only three you're going to see in these movies. Maybe I don't know Shadow. any other ones. What's, you're, you're what's not the, gonna, what's you're the not bunny's see... name? There's a rabbit. Shadow will get You're in. not going to see her. No, you're come on. We got to include you're, all the group. Uh, even if I don't gonna, know their I name, played, it doesn't matter. Protest. You're not going to see a crocodile or a chameleon. You're not, uh, not going to see any of these wasn't, people. Wasn't, uh, wasn't the sorry, crocodile only in Chaos something? Chaos X? I played Sonic Heroes. It confused the Sonic Heroes, yeah. Hey, by the way, Sonic fans, don't don't at these guys. Don't at them for my lack of knowledge no, of at, this, okay? At me. I have no social media. <laughs> at me. I, at Keith St. Lawrence, you'll get you'll get all the responses at, at you need. Careful. You'll get a doctor. Yeah. Careful. Look, I tried my best, man. guys, but I just you know. Uh, but no, um, I I do think that yeah, I I just feel like because like, um, we get we get nothing else besides Sonic, and it's like okay to echo your point, JJ. Like thinking about like how a kid was because I'm getting it from like when I was a kid in the 90s and like I, I would I rented Sonic and Knuckles so many times at my local video store in central New mm-hmm. Jersey that like it, I, I, the thing was running threadbare like we just I every time every week I'd, I'd re um, I'd re uh, rent it and for kids today who have like probably a litany of other like Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventures 2, Sonic 06, whatever they're playing. Sorry if they're playing Sonic 06, uh, but like they they. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to play with, whether you're doing the mythos of the chaos emeralds or like other stories. I don't understand why you didn't try to play in that little sandbox a little bit. You don't have to do the story perfectly, of course, because we understand this is you're trying to implement it into a movie, but you just made up this like, okay, so Sonic's alone. He's from a different universe. You, this new character, Longclaw, which I did some, re- I didn't find it at all in the original mythos. They incorporated that character in a new video game, but like not until after the movie came out. So where, where are you coming with this? Like the coolest oh, that, part before I, I just really quick, yeah. coolest part was they included the Echidna army that was going to take in Sonic. So there was a little bit of a tip of the hat there, but I, I, and again, I'm not like really big on the Sonic mythos, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like there was a lot else included. Well, that whole opening sequence, I was totally bewildered. Like, what the heck is going on with this? Like, oh, I'm, I'm. This is my origin story, is Sonic. I grew up in this world that looks like the video game with, you know, the hills that are like a loop de loop, and he does the rolls around and stuff. And within like two minutes, it's like this is my world. This owl woman has raised me here's an army attacking us she's killed and i escaped to earth and i'm like what was that (laughs) i am like that seems so rushed and i'm so confused all of a sudden and they don't really even touch on that before i don't even think you needed any of that you could have just had sonic being like i'm in this world and a brief little gloss over but they have this sequence in the beginning that totally throws me pun intended i guess for a loop and (laughs) I, I'm like, what? What was that? It was. It was like, why even bother having that if you're gonna rush through it in the span of two minutes? I don't know. It's a, it's so much to take in at once. So, I know what you're thinking. Why is that incredibly handsome hedgehog being chased by a madman with a mustache from the Civil War? Well, to be honest, it feels like I've been running my whole life. Is this too much? Am I going too fast? It's kind of what I do. You know what? Let's back up. I'm surprised that they opened up the movie with a like. So you want to know how I got here? I don't. Yes. I just. However you I, get like there, that, I accept. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> You're like, here. I was just like, 
I'm like, did this movie really need a like? So you, why do you want to know I'm running? Like, so you want to know why I'm running? Oh yes, that yeah. old thing. We actually talked about another movie recently, The Butterfly Effect, in which like yeah. you have a scene from the end in the beginning, and it's like let's let's cut to the beginning. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah, had let's re- exactly let's retrace our steps. Yeah. and get there. Okay, I'm I like, don't. What Let's, does that add to that a movie to show a scene from the end in the beginning just to say let's re- like let's retrace our steps like in any movie I assume that we're going to escalate and get to a part where things get intense and climaxes you don't need to like have these sort of things in the beginning just like how did we get here like I'm already sitting here in the movie theater. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, I was more angry because in that little scene, he says something along the lines of, I bet you're wondering why I'm being chased by a guy with a mustache from the Civil War. I'm more surprised that Sonic knows yeah. what the Civil War was. He literally didn't know what the word bucket list was, but he understood the American Civil War. He lived in yeah. a hole. Well, you know, he taught himself. Right? Yeah. He, he yeah. got his GED. You know what's funny? Yeah. Unfortunately, the uh, the uh, books on the Civil War, more often than not, uh, if, if you uh, – oh, God, what's his name who does the documentaries? Um, oh. uh, Neil, uh, Ken Burns. Ken Burns' Civil War. At no point does he ever say the phrase bucket list. So you just know you're not going to learn it. I mean, I'm sorry if it's not coming out of Burns' mouth, from the mouth of Burns. Ken Burns' is Sonic. <laughs> Burns, Ken uh, Burns' is Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I think like uh, one critic said like you, this is basically kind of in the vein of like Alvin and the Chipmunks and Yogi Bear and like whether you whether you like the movie or not you have to admit it kind of falls in this line of this uh, animated character three D eyes in a human a world regular yeah a, uh, yeah in the human world meets a regular human guy and they become. I, I I've never Unlikely actually friends. seen Yogi Bear or Alvin and the Chipmunks, but I bet it follows Me right either. along the lines of that. Yeah. I'll take that critic's word for that. But in that respect, that would make this movie very outdated because that was, I guess, a trend in what, like the early 2010s to have some of these adaptations of old cartoons 3D animated in a human world for some reason. Like, why not just why why does it have to be in the context of a modern human world? Why not just have a Yogi Bear movie in the context that we know him in anyway, in the park with the ranger and, and Boo Boo? Why does he have to be in like a modern world where people are being like, you know, I guess sassy with him or something? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Outdated, but flip it like it actually like you know ninety three percent is probably is like the gold standard now of these type of movies. I I, I will never watch those Alvin and Chipmunk movies or whatever. I'm sure this is better than those just based on the, the snippets we've seen. <laughs> Chipwrecked, Chipwrecked, baby, Chip, yeah, Chipwrecked. Chip Honestly, what? the best thing David Cross ever did. <laughs> I stand by that. I mean, Why? Mr. Show is fine, but rest of development, eh. But, I mean, Chipmunk. Chip, Chipwrecked has, you know, that Chipwrecked that paid for a summer home, man. Baby. Rest of development has nothing on Chipwrecked. He really enjoyed being on that film. That's Listen, I'm hear. not saying those movies aren't fun. I And I'm not, like, you know, a jo- it's a fun job to do. A, a, pay- a paycheck is a paycheck. I totally understand, yes. uh, understand that. Absolutely. It's it's just I don't know it's it's funny too because I wonder if this is in its own category as well because whereas like Yogi Bear and Alvin and the Chipmunks had their own kind of format and some of them even had I don't know about Yogi Bear but like Alvin and Chipmunks probably had like an animated movie or two beforehand I don't really know yeah. the, the oh Chipmunk they had some, they did they yeah. had some um, I think straight to TV oh yeah cartoon they Network met the Wolfman 
Of course, yeah, some real Wolf Laurel Man. and Hardy stuff. Yeah, they yeah. were like Laurel and Hardy or something. They got uh, girlfriends. Or and now, Hardy, did, I think. Um, they were like uh, Albin Costello. They were meeting all these classic movie monsters. I don't of know. Course. That was like a bygone era. Uh, Alvin was in the beat up music video. They kind of like imposed him into that. Wait, was he? Video. Yes. Yeah. No, I remember like when they were advertised in the. Okay. In the beginning of those VHS tapes, they would advertise other Alvin and the Chipmunk stuff, oh, and they're like, okay. "And here he is with Michael Jackson." Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really on top of a pool yeah. table, right? I don't know why. Because crossover, yeah, kids. I mean, listen, crossover. Oh, <laughs> crossover. You, know, you know what other movie falls into this category? I just remembered those Smurf movies with Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah. I didn't see those at all. No. I didn't see them, but I'm, I just remembered them. Well, at, it's yeah. It's funny because it's like it's revisiting. It's trying to it's trying to put life, and we're and we're seeing it now with the Tom and Jerry film. It's trying to put life Oof. into a a kind of dead franchise. I mean, let's face it. I, I've not I have not seen a bit of like Smurfs franchise merchandise in yeah. twenty years. I haven't seen anything Yogi Berra in twenty years. I almost said Yogi Berra. I haven't seen anything <laughs> Yogi Berra. Where's he now? Either not um, yeah, not from neither of yeah. them. Yeah, uh, but you know I also what's funny. Because yep. those those franchises, these are like old cartoon franchises that had aired on Cartoon Network during like on a daytime, whatever. Yeah. At some point, and Cartoon Network stopped airing those, and then I think they were airing on that uh, more obscure cable channel, Boomerang, for some time. And so oh, I kids, remember Boomerang. Yeah. Kids were like not even aware of some of these cartoons by the time they were older. Like I think when we were kids, we had heard of these cartoons because they were on at some point during the day. Yes. Uh, but I didn't really watch them. I, I'd heard of them. And then by the time like we're in college and little kids are watching TV, those shows are not being aired anymore. So you're right. Then they make these movies to try to make people aware of these old franchises and they don't stick. Like no one's going back to these movies. Counterpoint, Dan. Uh, I do. I do agree with like 90% of like what most of you guys are saying, but like, uh, hasn't, there is like a few that are able to kind of, reinvent themselves each i mean scooby-doo scooby-doo has kind of reinvented himself themselves like they have stayed modern well there's been many scooby-doo incarnations over the years i even remember in the late 2000s there was like a scooby-doo series that had like a very like I don't know, 2000s emo rock sort of intro, like, what's a Scooby-Doo? We're coming after you. Was, was that, wait, that wasn't Zombie Island, was it? Uh, Well, that no, was like early 2000s, but like they, they tried making, oh, okay. yeah, they tried yeah. modernizing it, you know, that kind of thing. There's been right, like tons right. of like, tons of like revivals of that series. And they're now doing like a, uh, like a Elizabeth Bank, Elizabeth Banks is going to be playing a older uh, Bam Bam in a, uh, they're, Okay. Doing an older Flintstones. Okay. Yeah, but dabba do. Look, I'm not saying kung fu, kung fui, like or Adam Ant gets to like live the. Yeah. I can or, do. Like, I can do Droopy Dog. That's like the only impression I can do. I really like this these movie. Are, these <laughs> are all like Hanna Barbera franchises. Well, they're all older. Yeah, we're act- all talking. We're, like, we're talking about Hanna Barbera. We're talking a lot about Hanna Barbera. They're all. They're all impressions of older actors. Even how dare you? Well, even we're, you we're, we're, the we're doing the full. We're doing the full yeah. Casey Kasem lineup. Mike's like <laughs> Uh, why was and Casey now Kasem? Mel Blanc? Well, Mel, and Mel, yeah, the man of a thousand voices. Why can't we get him on Curse Impressions? Because he's famously dead. Uh, but so, and this is a video game movie. <laughs> well, and that's that's a point I was about to make was that like you know we're making a lot of like cartoon references, but what's interesting is that like 
Very much to your point, Keith, like when a TV show, much like a video game, stays in the zeitgeist by continuing on the series in a fashion, not unlike Pokemon, not unlike uh, Super Mario Brothers, you know, it, it kind of continues to stay popular. And Sonic has done that through both hell or high water of its own video games, which, yeah. I, you know, before people get mad at me on the podcast, I haven't played a Sonic video game in roughly like 20 years plus, but I have done like, some, I have watched some, you know, playthroughs and uh, yeah, obviously there's been like a lot of problems, but the community still stays very strong with Sonic and it, the, and the lore continues to grow as well. Like it's still like very big for a lot of people, even if they get very angry at the video games. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. So I, I don't think the problem is that Sonic remains, like, something that people can't enjoy. Like, I bet there's plenty that, like, kids can learn about, you know, the games and, like, play them. But I think my biggest problem is that this movie does nothing to talk about that at all. Like, there's this, there's plenty oh, yeah. of there's plenty of, of stuff. There's so much you can add to this goddamn movie. And you made a, a, a – we're in Green Hills, Montana. And this police officer is going to move to well, San Francisco to be a cop. Why? Yeah, who Why? cares? Why not just have the movie about Sonic take place in Sonic's world from the video games and just have a story about, like, Sonic and his other video game character friends? Yes. And just do that. Why does this and, like, again, like all those other movies we just mentioned have to take place in the context of a modern human world and all these characters being like, we're, you know, what's going on here? We have to meet up with the confused straight man who is, like, going to point out, like, how outdated we are. Yes. Uh, I mean, and then there isn't that the successful form. I mean, yeah, isn't that the successful, is a successful formula? Why am I the devil's advocate for the for this movie? I'm not, and I'm trying you're just not to the be, devil, like, Keith. You're look, just Adam Pally. Adam Pally plays <laughs> no. the dumb uh, cop friend in this movie. He was great. I actually thought. Why he had, couldn't like, he have I been actually... played by the character Rotor Wallace, which a lot of people will know? And I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. He's a walrus character from the Sonic the Hedgehog book series, and he's goofy, but... and he's a walrus, and it would have been fun. Wow, that's isn't a that deep a tough? Cut. I mean, I the, looked it up because I forgot his name. I'm impressed. Isn't that a like? Hey, uh, spoiler alert! Like Knuckles and obviously Tails are going to be in the sequel. Voice right. on voice cast. Spoiler unknown. alert: Tails is in so the sequel. The, it, and you know, Doctor Robotnik has achieved his final form. This is kind of like the Force Awakens, and allow me to go on. Like it's very safe. It's a very safe. We we don't know what to do with oh. the Sonic franchise, so oh, we okay. gotta play the formula. I see. So maybe from like the studio's perspective, we have to make a very like by the numbers movie that is like you know going to please people, crowd pleaser movie, yes. and like basically a setup for things to come. Maybe down the line we might take some chances, but for now, let's just do what we know works. And fine. for eighty-five to ninety million dollars, yes, that's a big definite. To, to, yes. make you know our, to make money back and to not run any risk because we can't rely on the, we can't rely on the Sonic I, community to make hey, that money back. They were willing to like push back the release date and spend a lot more money to redesign the Sonic character. Which, which in hindsight, I have a theory about that. Okay, go ahead, Keith, go ahead, go ahead. I think it paid uh, off. Think, no, I have a theory about that. I have a theory about that. While um, you, I'm going to crack open another beer while you. Hold on. Yeah, right. I'm, listening, so, I'm listening, Keith. I've got a, I've got a drink in hand. You go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm a skeptic person, and you know that theory, or not that, the, you know, we all saw the first trailer, and we all went like, oh my god. Yeah, we couldn't, Keith. we like, couldn't believe looked, what we saw. I was like, uh, wow. And, like you know, there was this giant fan backlash, and the studio said, all right, we're gonna redesign the character to make him more, to make him look like actual Sonic. I think that was all intended 
I think. What? It would be. Yeah. I just because uh, if you. A, the first scene kind of made me question that because was the kid Sonic also humanized and was the echidnas who also looked like Sonic, they had the big eyes, were they also like humanized? Everyone kind of, and also what did Tails look like? Was Tails just, also humanized? It's just the most unsettling. You want to know what sparked? You want to know what sparked this series? What I was told for like two weeks that Elon Musk was the worst. Like, like that I should like. Granted, Elon Musk is going to host SNL tomorrow. That's we're recording this like the day before. I'm still not going to watch. I don't have cable. Remember that timestamp, that guys, so you'll know in history I, where this told, was. I'm told that this like Wait, this is data, a controversial. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm told. It's going to air in May. I'm told that this is a controversial episode, and uh, the cast is revolting. Uh, yeah, revolting. And I, I said to myself, I'm like, I feel like Lauren planned all this. Like, say, put out your put out your controversial. And now Michael Che and Pete Davidson are like, and everyone's now coming out and like, oh, he's a cool guy. This is all planned to get you to watch the episode. And the timing of that. Okay, Watch so the, the, the moral, the, the moral of your go, like, analogy. It gave people the illusion that they did something. I don't, and if you give that, uh, you're watching the movie. I mean, uh, if it, so, your theory is that they purposely designed a bad-looking Sonic for the trailer just so fans would get upset, just so they could say, we'll redesign him because we want to listen to what our fans have to say. And then they, they push back, quote-unquote, the release date, which was a fake release date to what the actual release date always was planned to be uh, with the design of Sonic, which they always had in mind. And what we saw in the initial trailer was just a hoax because <laughs> they, they, they wanted to manipulate us into thinking that they really care about what the fans think. That is your yes. theory. I, I mean, yes. We, what, did, what did the tails, what did the, what did tails look like? before and what did the kid sonic look like i need i'm looking at i'm looking at these photos of old sonic and if this tinfoil hat and, now and if and if, and if keith's and if keith's area 51 theory proves correct then the greatest <laughs> trick and then this is the greatest trick the devil ever played and by the devil i mean sega because you gotta look at these fucking photos it is the most unsettling i forgot how unsettling this goddamn character yeah, he was. Awful. He i looks, do think he to looks myself like he's he looks like he's trying to seduce james marsden and one half of these photos who like, in their right mind thought like this is what the sonic character should look he's like he's got human teeth dan. he's got full dan, ass dan. human teeth dan you asked who this movie was for kids do not are not on twitter they don't care they're gonna see a sonic movie regardless what he looks like they don't even know they don't even watch really trailers unless it's on tv or whatever or like in the movie theaters G- giant like men our age Men of a Certain uh, Age, men, starring Ray Romano. Men of a Certain Age, Ray Romano and Andre Prower, they complained. They complained. They uh, Debra, I don't like this studio. movie. This movie's Debra, off. You know, Debra. Come look a little. Get, get rid of the teeth. Get rid of the teeth uh, in the eyes, Debra. <laughs> He's just blaming hey, Debra. Hey, Ray, hey, Ray, I kind of like it. Ray, this is a terrible movie. Uh, I'm your brother. He, but I don't like this like, movie, hey, Raymond. He looked, he, he looked awful. <laughs> He looked awful. We know. It's. I agree. A hundred. It's. He's got his mouth is unsettling. It's the illusion. It's the illusion. Like that's how you get like. You were so funny to the. I think you complained about Sonic. You're gonna go see the movie to see how they changed it. Well, they they know they because they released a trailer 
afterwards showing the i guess quote unquote revised version of the sonic character it's and like oh you looks, won you're gonna see the movie looks like, a lot better was heard i'm going to go see the movie this i mean i didn't i didn't see it in the theater i still I know, was like i complain I'm not, you don't give a shit. I mean, I was still unsettled by how he looked initially. I remember actually seeing the initial trailer in the movie theater. I don't even remember for what movie uh, I was there to see, but they had the trailer, the the original trailer with the bad design. And the first time you see that bad design, Sonic is the scene is when James Martin first discovers him and they scream at each other. So when you first see the Sonic character, it's like the flashlight is on him and he's screaming like, ah, and the whole audience screamed back in horror. Oh my god! Oh, I remember. The- I I went to something, and I remember there just being like a yeah. like the whole audience was just like to quote one of our friends, just went, Disgusting. "Oh yuck!" Like literally yeah, went like they that. They were totally yeah. like put yeah. off by that. So that was kind of funny. I just but looked up. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. It was like the same reaction to like the cats trailer. Basically, it's like, well, burn this. <laughs> this looks terrible. Oh, God, yeah. that was. I mean, uh, if there was a movie made for perverts, myself included. Well, they had buttholes in that. They had. Uh, they, well, like, no, they they, 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 they they no, they took out they the buttholes. They didn't have team. the buttholes. They took I still out the buttholes. But they took out. But they. But, so no one read any of my letters. Wait, look, look at what you're <laughs> saying though. They took out the buttholes. Like they, they were originally going to be in the movie. I, I'm right. looking at a. I'm looking. I'm gonna play a little bit of a devil's advocate and say I'm looking at what might be an original tales development before the eye changes and all that. Like the like the super realistic look, like looking like humans. And you guys are going to think this is crazy, but Tails kind of tracks a little bit more. I mean, yes, he looks more human, so it's creepy. But he's also, like, more fox-like because Tails is a fox, right? Yeah, I guess okay. so. Okay, so, like, he clearly – I think in general people can agree that Tails looks a little bit more like the anthropomorphized creature he's supposed to be versus Sonic, who looks really not much like a hedgehog besides Nothing having spikes like on his back. Nothing like a hedgehog at all. Yeah, not really. So, like, Tails with the smaller eyes and more realistic fur and everything that makes us really uncomfortable in our seats um, looks a little bit more like a cute cartoon character than – Sonic, who just at this point looks like if you put Ben Schwartz in like Sonic furry costume. And it's just, yeah, it definitely is a little, yeah. I can see where they were trying to go with this. Didn't work out on Earth, but that's okay. You're going to a safe world. A nice safe world full of mushrooms. Mushrooms that'll be your only friends. That sounds awful. I can't do this. You have to do it. There's no other option. All right. SAPD! Pending background check. Pause in the air! Uh, meow? They, for Sonic's uh, powers, he's like super fast. He's got to go fast. The basically, I guess, at this point, the only way to portray super fast powers in a movie is to just have everything else be super slow. And he's in normal speed in comparison to everything slow around him, right? Because Quicksilver. He's doing the Quicksilver, the Flash, like it's He it's reads all Flash comics. Yeah, well, yeah, which I thought was a oh, cute yeah. reference. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm thinking this is we've gotten this before, right? Like we already got this from Quicksilver and now the Flash. Because I, I unfortunately wasted four hours watching the Zack Snyder cut of <laughs> the Justice League, and I saw that. I and did not. I'm thinking to myself, like, is this the only way? This is just the law. The law is if a character has super speed, we have to show it by doing it in slow-mo. And that's the only way you can do super speed now. That's that's it. That's the law. 
I'm like, well, I'm kind of tired of this now. Because I think it's a cool power, but is there... Could someone think of something else to do? Yeah, because especially in this movie, um, it, it doesn't seem to be uh, congruent throughout the whole thing. Like, uh, there will be things that move constantly, but nobody's facial expressions. Like, there are two scenes where we see a primary movement of Sonic, quote-unquote, going fast, as he loves to say in his series. One mm-hmm. is at the piston bar and the other is right before Dr. Robotnik tries to obliterate him in San Francisco with all the bombs. And at both times there's like the slowest amount of movement. But if you notice like none of the projectiles move and the same thing at the piston bar where none of the humans move, but there's just like the slightest amount of movement. So not to get all like, I don't know, weirdly scientific about it, but it's not even like it it doesn't even work in the same way. They're not thinking about it. No, not really. They're just like, you got to just go slow because you're going fast. It's like, that's the only, that's the only rubric that matters. Everything else has got to go slow because you're going fast that's it right which i'm just kind of tired of at this point uh were you expecting it i I was like were you i was like okay expecting it with this movie I assume uh, that's what I, they were going to do. I think do. so. Yeah, I def I definitely thought he was. I thought he was going to do a, the trope of like, well, I'm so quick that I can, uh, I can move stuff while people are like literally standing still. I, yeah. I the first thing that comes to mind is literally like the Futurama joke where Fry drinks like a hundred cups of coffee and he can like yeah. move at super yeah. speed. Like I, kinda, I, didn't, prefer... have bar... I, I kinda... didn't have a problem with the bar. I didn't have a problem with the bar scene. I mean, I, it was I, fine. I expected it's like, it. it was. It's fine for kids. Yeah, it's no, it's fu- it's funny. It's a great Corona ad. If you saw, like, uh, there's a Corona Light ad in it, real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another another product placement. Yeah, be- it was beautiful. I, love I it. just couldn't believe though that no one in that bar before it breaks onto a brawl, you know, they're all just accepting of this like blue little blue creature. Right, they're all like, "Huh, what is that? A Halloween costume?" <laughs> Doctor Robotnik has five PhDs and screamed at the top of his lungs at this bar. Not to say that it's about intelligence, but like he he's probably seen some crazy shit. I mean to say, and mm-hmm. he freaked out. Meanwhile, at the Piston Bar, like all he has to do is put on sunglasses and a big big shirt, and everyone's just like, "No, he's just shorter than other people." What are you he's talking short, about? And he's wearing a costume in a mask. Which is a very yeah. old Hollywood cliche when you have some sort of non-human anthropomorphic yeah. creature. Is he wearing a mask? Yeah, exactly. What? Like, oh, cool costume. Oh, and I did think that was funny, though, when Dr. Robotnik first sees the Sonic character, he likes... I mean, I thought he had the most normal reaction to oh, seeing this creature than anyone else in the movie, which is, holy fucking shit. <laughs> ah! Like, what is this thing? Who's, who would ever expect like to see such a thing? Uh, which I okay, I do want to get into like Jim Carrey here because listen, sure. I, I, I love Jim Carrey and I totally can see how they are just letting him do free range here. I mean, I, I like I said, I, not everything in this movie works for him. He does some things that did get some genuine laughs, yeah, and a lot of things that were like like misfires. But that's just how a lot of comedic actors are directed nowadays i feel like the last several years it's like you get a comedic actor and and the director is like just do your thing and you'll just assume it's funny based on what you're doing and they're not given more direction so he's just kind of let loose and i guess you think to yourself it's jim carrey like let's just let him do his thing but you need something a little more um like specific for him to do like the whole scene where he's like dancing around and like i had like no idea what was going on like that was weird yeah yeah, that felt that felt a little bit like um, we're just uh, promoting this song, really. 
Like, that's just what <laughs> yeah. we're getting down here. Well, th- that was actually his uh, suggestion. The dance scene? Uh, oh. See, like, the, I didn't the song get it. The, like, the, the song and the dance scene. I mean, I, I could see kids laughing at it. I thought it was funny at the end when he's like, of course I would love a latte. I love how you make them. Like, that, that was, was really That was really funny, yeah, because it was but like... See, the, it's like the little moments. Little right. moments to me work the best, and these big overarching moments of him doing these huge grand physical gestures that didn't work as well, because it's like it's trying too hard. But you know what? It's funny is that like, I agree that like the grand gestures were a little much and it even got to a point where like they were incredibly grating, but I thought about it and like, well, I would not include this in like the Jim Carrey list of like super scenes you have to watch by any stretch of the imagination. And there definitely was like a Grinch vibe with this character. Like it definitely mm, felt like yes. it's it's very much echoing even some scenes like little spoiler alert at um, there's like one shot in the mushroom planet with Dr. Robotnik that I think is a perfect like silhouette of the Grinch from one of like the posters, but that's just a, that's a I theory felt like of a Dr. Seuss type of world. So it that's was actually make, that's a good correlation. It's very Dr. Seussian, but I just want to say like, um, it's one of those things where, well, I wouldn't put this in the high list of like Jim Carrey films. Jim Carrey did a fantastic job because he made you hate this character, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. He like I, is yeah. grading. He's frustrating. He at times is like really annoying, like at, at, a, at a point, like to the point where you almost can't stand this character. But I think that's how kids are both kids and adults, how we're supposed to feel. It's Dr. Robotnik. He's, he's not supposed to be a forgiving character in the like the series. He's just a dick who wants to steal Sonic and get the Chaos Emeralds or steal Sonic himself. But regardless, you're meant to hate him. And I think he does a good job of it. Right. He's cartoonish. Right. That's the right. character. He does. Yeah, I mean, if anyone could be cartoonish, it's Jim Carrey. And I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows how he knows what kind of movies and he's playing to the kind of villain that he knows should be in a movie for kids. Yeah. He's very much like a, like a young children's movie kind of villain. So he, he definitely does a good job with that. I'm just saying that, um, yeah, you want Jim Carrey to be funny and he's like your biggest draw in terms of, you know, bringing people in. And yeah, I love Jim Carrey and I was looking forward to seeing him in this, uh, but again, you can't just rely on him just doing a Jim Carrey thing constantly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. There's got to be a little bit more to it, and I will. Uh, there was a little bit of a shallowness to the. But I, I also don't know. It also made me think like, how much do I want to explore like this character again? I, I, I kind of go back to like. How I much? Need, I don't need a developed Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> I don't want to. De- yeah. I mean, I want you kind of can. Aren't you kind of constrained though? I, and and uh, like, see, I, I'm watching this going like, uh, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm like happy kids can see when like what I saw in Jim Carrey when I was there. Yeah, age. yeah. Like, oh, he is kind of like, but I also felt like he's kind of constrained. Like a couple of weeks ago, I just put on the mask for some reason, and I'm like, cool, because you really like Cuban Pete the song. I do, and I I, I want to learn it for karaoke. Uh, <laughs> moves, <laughs> me moves and all. I know. I and I th- I feel like that's. Uh, I I I don't know if I said it before on the podcast or not, but I feel like that's Jim Carrey's like Robin Williams genie. Like it's kind of like his it. It totally like, is. His yeah, star. that's like, yeah. Granted, I agree. He had Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber come out the same year, and I don't want to be. A, I, I, I if Jim Carrey is listening at any point in time, I don't want to say. You can never go home again, but I all I but I'm like 
I don't think having uh, I, I read that Jeff Fowler who never really directed a movie before and he he did an animated an Oscar nominated animated short a few years ago and he was given Sonic and as a first time director I don't know how I would direct Jim Carrey I would just be like do Jim Car I think Jim Carrey needed some direction I I don't yeah. know, like uh what, right, I think Ron right. Howard did like also, if Ron Howard is ever listening, I'm curious if he ever like how was his direction with Jim Carrey on The Grinch? Because right. that was a very contained, but also like Jim Carrey esque performance. I don't know. I I liked it for the most part, but I found him annoying a, a, sometimes. Ron, Jim, if you're listening, if you wouldn't mind adding Keith St. Lawrence on Twitter <laughs> and just letting us know what your opinions are, how you guys got to your conclusions artistically, that would make a huge difference to us. I, we really Jim Carrey, that. if I, I ever like found I did out this a lot during the podcast <laughs> that for for some reason, if I find out that for some reason we were blessed enough that Jim Carrey listened to this, I could immediately just go straight to heaven. I would die a happy man because Jim Carrey is the reason why I had he's a huge influence on my personality because I was obsessed with his movies as a kid, particularly of course. The Mask. He's right. why I wanted to be funny. He is why I want like he I can't speak enough to how much I idolized him as a kid. So I always have like in Jim Carrey's defense, no matter what. Uh but yeah, like any comedic actor he needs direction. Uh but I mean I always love how he puts a million percent into everything. And so yeah, even I'll if, give him that. Even if like you know his character can be a little grating or too much or like too broad, the fact is like he is going for it every single time. I a hundred and ten percent. I love that, and you know, effort and enthusiasm could definitely lift a movie. I've said that before. He's he's going for it. So if you have a Whatever project you're on, if you sign on for something and maybe you think to yourself, well, I don't know if this is actually that good. I don't know if I'm enthusiastic about it. Like, just go for it because you can maybe turn something mediocre into something good or great just by your sheer you – know, what you bring to the table. And he definitely does a lot. So I, I do think he is an asset to the film at the end of the day. Even if I don't love everything he does, I think that he is great in the part and I would – be interested in seeing I mean, what else he does. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can only do. I think a part of it too is that you can look at it from direction. You can look at it. Also, I've always been a person who like looks at it from plot structure and dialogue. You can only do so much with what you have while also still like following the structure of the plot and like you know the story as it's already been written. And this just goes back to how I feel about like the just great unnecessary moments of just like worrying about these like developed human creatures that like, I just want to yeah, go back to like my big cares? blue boy. Yeah. Right. Like if, if you, if you made it so that like, I don't know, to the point where the only people we have on screen is Dr. Robotnik played by Jim Carrey, James Carrey, as I like to call him from his <laughs> living color days. And, uh, and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, done by Ben Schwartz. That, I mean, you'd still have a great movie, in my opinion. I mean, you really still, or at least a good movie. You'd still have yeah. like the the chasing around in live action and CGI. I, I just, you know, and and it's funny because we mentioned that whole weird uh, uh, breast milk joke, and it's like I feel like those were such stiff moments. And I'm not blaming Jim Carrey or James Marsden for it, who did a fine enough job as a as a straight character. It's just, it's um, it, it's just a situation of like. 
there's nothing really to care about. I don't know how else to say it. It's just like it's this is a side oh, I plot. Agree. The, yeah. James, the James Marsden stuff, like I don't really know or why his sister in law hates him so much. There was that mm-hmm. whole thing that he has this sister in law who even before he does anything wrong, the sister in law's like, Divorce this man. Yeah. I D- hate she, him. D I V O R C E. She like spells it out in front of her child. <laughs> seems yeah, like I a don't... perfectly fine guy. He seems and cool. Yet, Whatever. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what their deal is. I'm, if the if the sequel is, and is just like James Marsden and Tika Sumter in the beginning, and then it becomes the comic stylings of uh, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles dealing with Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik. I actually, if enough people told me it's good. I'll watch it. Me? Enough people told me this was good, so I, I, but I, so I don't know what to believe. Uh, yeah, I'll catch it eventually. Yeah. Why not? Oh, I, I also think Jason Momoa would be a be a good Knuckles. I don't know why. I don't know. Okay, okay. like all right. Let's I, let's I, all put in our favorite Knuckles. Um, so you say uh, Jason Momoa. <sighs> Boy, I should have. I think of this. he has that goofiness. I think he has that go- and he has that toughness. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say him or Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Channing Tatum or Channing Tatum. Or Channing Tatum. Yeah, I would, I would honestly. put it. I would, yeah, I would, I would vouch for Channing Tatum. You know what? Because... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, go a little left field here. Chris Gethard as Knuckles, the Echidna. I just wanna, I just wanna hear Chris's voice play uh, Knuckles. You make a good tales. <laughs> Who is playing? I've, I didn't see the IMDb. I, I, I don't think they're using the tales from this, this movie. For... I think they're gonna use a. Uh, the celebrities. Yeah, I oh, looked it okay. up. I, I, I don't know. Who, I don't know who voice tales. I much respect. So I think we're gonna like, get the sequel next year, twenty twenty two, and uh, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Um, but I Jason Morrison, I I thought that whole like, a I didn't think he was that mistreated at the town. All he did was like he's like I I'm just I'm just a babysitter. Um, I didn't see any. Everyone seems to like him. I think he's just—it's just a small town with nothing to do. That's his thing, right? The small town, and he dreams of going to a big city, San Francisco. Sure. <laughs> to be honest, I thought the movie was trying to hold him back from it, like reaching uh, like a true potential. I was like, "What is this movie trying to tell you?" And then it's just like you know, I, I had a, the I had a theory um, that the actual oh so apparently the voice actor just just real quick sorry I just wanted to say uh, credit to voice actor Colleen O'Shaughnessy who did the uh, voice for Tails in the movie Sonic the Hedgehog film. You guys can cut that out if you want. Okay, uh, <laughs> no, so we'll, the we'll uh, add that in. mystery solved. So I had a I, I wrote in all of these notes um, that the moral of the story is just never stop running because in the beginning <laughs> of the film it's just ta- uh, Sonic running away obviously and if you look at the map closely when like he's looking at where he's gonna go next um, you can see that a couple of planets have been um, scratched out meaning that Earth was not his first planet like he's mm. literally been to like four or five other ones and totally like you know things went bad totally boned it so like point I'm saying is guys moral of the story when you have a problem run away and never stop running just run away don't worry about your connections don't worry about your the the anchors social anchors of our lives just keep on running well I thought it was funny in um I really don't think Sonic needed Gene Morrison's help 
but yeah, the movie wanted them to be. Oh my god, that one scene where he made it to the Pacific in literally two seconds. As I wrote another back. thing, I wrote was give him a map for Christ's sake. And like clearly, <laughs> Sonic can read a map. So if he does that, then he can get there in perfect. I don't know. Just and tell then, him to like follow the roads and look for the signs that say to San Francisco. And uh, you know, but and, instead he makes one attempt and he runs into the ocean. It's like yeah, I can't do this on my own. And I'm like then, yeah, you could. And then they get to San Francisco. And he's going to run up and get the coins real qu- or sorry, the rings real quick, get the rings from the bag real quick. And then he comes back and says, no, the doors are locked. You ran from from middle of nowhere, probably Montana or the northwest Montana. somewhere. Yeah, Montana. Yeah. To the fucking Pacific with no problems. And yet second. we're two blocks away and you can't rot, like run up the building. That doesn't, that doesn't you know, track. You know, I kind of, I kind of like that, uh, Pacific ocean joke. He runs and he's, you know, he's covering a fish. Got it a big remind, fish. It reminds me of uh, a SpongeBob joke when SpongeBob's the quickster, you know, like want to see me run over to that rock. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I want to see me do it again. Yeah. I want to see bet. that kind of speed where someone is just like, yeah, did it done. <laughs> yeah, I did it. All right. I, I got it. Perfectly done. Yeah. I don't, I don't need the slow-mo. Oh, I had one more thought too about um, Jim Carrey. I thought there was this kind of like meta scene when the military guys are talking about bringing in Dr. Robotnik to figure out what's going on with this like electrical currents to serve. It's like, you know, the, the, the Colonel's like, there's only one man we can bring in for this. And the other guys are like, are you kidding me? He's crazy. We can't. And the military guy is like, he's a genius, but he's crazy. We have no choice. I feel like the casting for Jim Carrey went the exact same way where they're like, there's only one oh, guy wow. who can play this part. <laughs> one guy. You can't, you can't cast him. He's and crazy. But, but like he's that whole brilliant. That whole he's scene. the only choice. That whole scene, JJ, was absolutely insane. Like he would say something like, um, do you remember when we did the, the we stopped the, uh, I don't remember, the Iran terror scandal? No. Or how about that uh, coup that happened in Azerbaijan stand? That's not a country, Azerbaijan stand. And it wouldn't be two things, Dr. Bogdan. That whole scene read like a weird Leslie Nielsen bit. Like that read like yeah. something that like, like if Leslie Nielsen oh, I found that. That was hmm? like yeah. a miss. That was like out of place. What like what, what it was trying to do like strange like Leslie Nielsen esque comedy, and it was like, what are you guys trying to do here? Like, just get to the point. Yeah, yeah. I, that that was kind of like maybe more adult humor that didn't really hit. But that whole scene, I was just like, this is this is the conversation for Cassie Jim Carrey in the first place. They just like copied it down. Now they have this scene. Yeah, absolutely. Neil McDonough, who like he played with the, the like the main army guy, he must have the easiest day. He he probably worked one day and he yeah. was just like he's in two scenes, main in the credit. Like yeah, you were in the credits. Meanwhile, I don't even uh, think Ben Schwartz got on the uh, on the original poster, did he? Well, what... yeah. The, see, Ben Schwartz is what made helped made that movie. Oh, I, yeah. I do agree with you that like the personality of Sonic was like. Uh, that's you know, the we can key go through thing. The, like the list of actors like it's it's who, uh, yeah because we all like, have who, who who they wanted who else they did they consider for the part uh okay tom holland josh gad chris pratt andy samberg bill Hader, will forte jim parsons charlie day paul rudd and adam devine okay I so i feel sorry, like i could have seen them ben schwartz is still the number one Bill schwartz the is the best Sonic. pick because Ben Schwartz has a youthful voice that is energetic and 
not so annoying that's bad for the audience, but annoying enough that it annoys the characters, but is still enjoyable for the audience. Whereas, as much as I love Charlie Day oh, from Always Sunny, wait, I okay. feel like he might have. First of all, I feel like his voice would have been too raspy for for but, Sonic. Uh, so, it would have been a little manic. So, like, okay, it would have so, been Sonic on cocaine. Keith, that's my yeah. podcast. Come on, man. Uh, ben, okay. Ben oh, Schwartz. Sorry. I, no, I love impressions. I want to be a guest. No, no, Bazinga. you will be. You both will be. So help me God. Um, Bazinga. And uh, but it's, oh my God, I, I love uh, I love calling. I do back. like Jim Parsons. Um, I, do, but, uh, I don't I don't see him as Sonic at all. I love Young I Sheldon. Like uh, no, I think Ben Schwartz was the best choice. Andy Samberg would have been interesting to listen to. I would have been in, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall and hear that like audition. And Okay, Charlie Day works out, but only if we get the original Sonic with like the small eyes and the human teeth. And if it's, it's like, like this, a bug, like, <laughs> it's this nightmare version of if it's like, like a bugged out, a yeah, bugged out I, Sonic like, that looks more like the mascot for a honeycomb cereal. Then by all means, yes, Charlie Day. I, that would have yes. been so yes. good. Yeah, that if we could, if we can do, if there can be like, um, like a super fan cut and we get the original Sonic who looks like a humanized nightmare mutation hedgehog and charlie day is the voice actor that would be brilliant he's Um, he's the uncanny valley version but yeah the other choices i definitely don't think chris pratt i don't really see bill hayer no no i don't see josh gad maybe tom holland i think maybe tom holland could have he would not have been as successful as ben schwartz in capturing that happy medium of like just annoying enough but not too annoying but uh he would have had me he would have had that youthful uh, tone to him so yeah i don't know i think they think they went with the right guy ben schwartz is perfect for it and i would like I to think see so too, ben yeah. schwartz do more voice work i don't know what other voice work he's done if he's ever done stuff for like dreamworks or oh. something oh uh why do i have to like he's gonna be modok's son hey he's also in he's in ducktales the oh, okay. episodes that i've watched nice he's uh I don't know these people. What, Huey Dewey. He's one of Huey Dewey, Dewey and Louie. Oh he's, yes, I, yes. So he's yeah, he's like in, he, he's with that uh, with um he's one of the uh, nephews of Scrooge McDuck played by David. Yeah, Tennant. he's the yeah. the blue one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's he's him, Bobby one, but, Moynihan, uh, and, and uh, Danny Pudi. Danny Pudi. Yes. Oh God. Okay. So uh, funny. But, and Kate uh, Bucucci plays. Um, Oh God! Uh, she's Paget character. Brewster plays uh, Donald Duck's sister. Uh, I watched Paul Tompkins in it as well. It's, it was everyone's in it. Everyone we love is in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they're coming out with Hulu is coming out with Modoc. Modoc uh, with Pat Modoc. It's uh, it's a it's a for the Marvel fans. It's a Marvel villain. It's a goofy uh, Marvel villain, and it's by the Robot Chicken people. Um, Seth but Green? he's also playing Modoc's son. Yeah, it's is Seth Green. Uh, Panot. Pan Oswald's playing Modoc. Ooh, okay. Now you've got my attention. I also, the looks fun. I also enjoy I'm shamelessly Pan Oswald's plugging for Hulu. Work. Yes, I love. Yes, his. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Hulu. Happy lately. was very oh, good. Right. Was that what it was called on from Sci Fi Network with um, what's his name, Chris Elliott? Oh, Chris. I only watched yeah, the Chris, first season, yeah. but it was great. Yeah, that was Maloney. really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed with that. Christopher Maloney, who plays Elliot Stabler on. Oh, Maloney. I say Chris. El- oh, okay. You Oopsies. idiot! I suck. Guys. That's it. You're out of here. I'm out of here, guys. I'm done. Look, you gotta run fast. That's the whiskey talking, guys. I mix. I mix up Chris Maloney and Elliot Stabler all the time when I'm not watching uh, him on Wet Hot American Summer, my favorite thing that he was in. 
Um, anyone else angry that uh, Jim Carrey didn't gain the weight for the role of Dr. Robotnik? <laughs> I know. This is a very skinny Dr. Well, Robotnik. Well, because he's called Dr. What? Eggman because of how he looks like an egg. And in the movie, they say it's because all of his robots look like eggs. And I'm like, that's not why they called you Dr. Eggman. Come on now. Does, I would like to see maybe him. Does have that shape? Maybe if his character gets fat from eating tons of mushrooms and then they put Jim Carrey in a fat suit. I, I would love to see my... Jim Carrey in a fat suit. I didn't know mushrooms caused like weight gain on that level. Like, how many mushrooms do you have to eat to really like ascertain, you know, like too much what caloric else, intake? What else is there to do on a mushroom plant? <laughs> you <laughs> know what, JJ? I'm, you, JJ, you got me. I mean, Plus, I don't wait, know. So it's a made up world. It can do. They, they can also, be like these super, could be. These could be high could be caloric super mushrooms. fatty mushrooms. Yeah, why fatty not? mushrooms. Yeah. I, th- I thought the mushrooms were a dig at Mario. I thought like when they mentioned that, a that Mario like planet. It, yeah. I thought he mentioned, like, yeah, first of all, I thought they were digging at Mario. And I thought they were going to be like, oh, he's going to go to the Mario kingdom, like the Mushroom Kingdom, and he's going to hang out with Mario oh, and Luigi. They never said, they kept saying Mushroom Planet, but like, it just Not one mushroom phrase. Mushroom Kingdom. Yes. They should have said Mushroom Kingdom. And Li- they, licensing. Well, does, did, Nintendo, did Nintendo acquire Sega? Or is it under the same umbrella? Like, do they, does Nintendo own the rights to both? Characters. Let's look it up. Where's my Mega Man movie? Meh. What about what about the- No, no, that could be very good. That could be very good. This is me getting <laughs> this is me doing John Mulaney again. This could be very good. This is good. me doing John Mulaney. I just wanted to push your buttons. I never played Mega Man, but I, I know a lot. Of I don't know how we would do it, but like I used to watch. I used to watch the Mega Man and the Sonic cartoons. They used to be back to back. I don't uh, even know what channel they were on WB or something, but uh, so I used to watch that old school uh, shit. Sega's Sega's owned by something called the Sega Sammy Corporation, which is a conglomerate of both the Sega Corporation and the. Sammy Corporation, which is a developer and retailer of Pachinko and Pachi slot machines. So that's what I know. Yes. The <laughs> that's answer is yes. And, I gotta, and Keith, I wish you would get off my ass a little bit. I tried my best. All right. This is Wikipedia <laughs> no, telling saying, you. I'm no, I just feel like you're really here. breathing down my neck on this one. And I'm just trying to tell you that that's all I know about Sega. All right. Listen, Dan, we're going to have to have a meeting after work about this. Okay. It's not Guys, out. I tried my best. Um, I don't know. Maybe oh. I could do Gilbert Gottfried. Maybe that's the way. <laughs> I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. What score do I give this? Like, I gotta I, get I my knuckles? rings back. By the way, the rings were weird, but uh, I, I'll allow it. But I feel okay. Sure. So they that was one thing like, that I was like, I, I, I first it. was critical about because I was like, wait a minute, rings don't create. I was portals. critical about. But no, it, they, do create, like, they do create. They do create portals in the games, though. I heard like they actually. Uh, when you go th- yeah, they're actually. I get it. Sure. From a screenwriter, it's just like, how do we get from the owl to to James Marsden? I get it. From the yeah. owl to Marsden, the the life story of Keith St. Lawrence. Um. <laughs> Are you in charge here? Yes, I nope. am. Wrong. Ma- I'm in charge. Is Me. Major Ben charge? Allow me to clarify. In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stone. The doctor thinks you're basic. Tell him his men report to me now. Blah, 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 blah. Excuse me? Listen, pal, I don't know if you realize who... I'm sorry, Major. What was your name? Benny. Nobody cares! <laughs> okay, guys. So I think now we can get into our final thoughts and final scores for Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, start us off, Dan. 
let's take us home. What what do you what are your last thoughts and scores? Oh, at the end of the day, I realize that a lot of my feelings towards this movie negative as they may be really come from me just wanting like just the same sort of blind action that I sort of talked about in previous episodes with previous movies. If you're not going to write a heartfelt plot or dialogue, that's fine. Just give me something then give me action. Don't give me a hodgepodge. Don't give me a stew of all different things that don't work together. And I don't think any movie that I've, seen or you know been lucky enough to been a guest uh, star on since on divided films is any proof of that better than uh sonic the hedgehog it's like just it, it, i don't need you to try super hard with um making like hallmarkian norman rockwellian feelings of like you know going to a big city to a small town or whether or not i should leave the people that i love in order to like you know fulfill dreams just give me sonic running yeah. from Dr. Robotnik. That's all I want. That's all I need. And you know what? We we talked a lot about lore and mythos today. That's not even important. I don't really even care about that. You can make it up as you go along, but I think like it's to me more important to like just keep up with like the ramp up of like action and watching him run. Like uh we're running around at the speed of sound, but what are we getting to, guys? Follow me, set me free to the end of this movie. I'm gonna give it sixty five percent. Okay. Like like I still had a good time at the theaters and um at the end of the day though uh spoiler alert, the last thirty minutes are a lot of fun to watch. But the fact that we had to sift through advertisements and advertisement yeah. again. Olive Garden. Olive Garden, Zillow. Corona, Zillow. And then get like these weird moments of him like having these existential crises. Just stop. Get me my blue boy. Get me mm-hmm. my tails. Mm-hmm. Maybe include Knuckles. 65%. You almost got there. Uh, follow me. Set me free. <laughs> okay. Set free Dan. Hashtag that. Hashtag uh, that to Keith St. Lawrence, please. Uh, all right. Uh, wait. What he said, uh, in terms of like a Sonic movie, it could have been, you know, it's, it, it doesn't reach its full potential as a Sonic movie, but I'm also thinking like, I could see a lot of kids enjoying this and there is fun to be had, but this is one of those kids movies that when I think when the kid grows up or as they grow older, they, it, it's not one that sticks with them as like it's amazing how even like scooby-doo and zombie island still sticks with me it's a good well-written story yeah that's a well uh, thing it, you know if efforts put into i it. i hope i hope they take chances with the sequel um i hope they go buck wild and if enough people tell me that it's good i'll give it a watch but uh i'm gonna give it a down the line 50 okay yeah, you know, I, it was very a safe movie, and I can see what you guys are saying. It seems like it's maybe more concerned about down the line and creating this franchise and just making sure that the first thing is good enough to make money and warrant more sequels. And down, yeah, like what you said, all that hodgepodge stuff, like guy in a small town wanting to get out, blah, blah, blah. That's all very cliche. No one really cares for that. Uh, no one really connects to that. So at least in a specific, it's too broad, right? So um, that's not why we're going to the movie anyway. We're there to see Sonic. 
So the, while the sequel maybe will have potential to do better, this one is maybe just like a stepping stone and maybe yeah. not the one that people will go back to if this franchise takes off from here. So we'll see where the franchise goes, but not one I'm going to go back to. As much as I enjoyed Jim Carrey's efforts and Ben Schwartz being the shining light of the movie. Those are the highlights. So I would give this, it's harmless. I could see families having a decent night out watching this. So I'll give it a a 68. Whoa. Doing prices right rules over here. <laughs> I'll say it's like it's like nine hundred dollars, nine hundred and one dollars, nine hundred and one dollars. Fuck you, dude! And they get it, like they just get it, and then the uh, I don't know how the songs for Prices Right go, but, but like, uh, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> oh wow! Congratulations, you won in a cheap way. Yeah, you got a you got a cool dishwasher, idiot. Uh, so what is our average score, Keith? A sixty-one percent. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're that makes sense. Yeah, I it's, 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 it's a it's a fresh score, but just barely. I'm just yeah. like I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say that you should you know dive deep into the Sonic the Hedgehog stories that have you know permeated the fan base into like all the different video games because I feel like that's gonna get real naughty real quick and it's also gonna alienate a lot of people who like don't know what's going on there. That makes a lot of sense, but. I also think maybe just take a little bit more from the plot lines of the video games because, you know, we didn't even really touch on this at all. But like when you compare this to like other video game movies, it feels like it's accidentally like hitting those same like we just didn't do the research very like you know, like yeah, Bob Hoskins a... and John Leguizamo and, yeah. and uh, the Mario Brothers movie. Like just my name is Sonic Sonic. <laughs> Exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. My, name, my middle name is The. My last name is Hedgehog. Well, I didn't like that Sonic was a plumber from Brooklyn. I feel like that didn't make any sense to me. Like that was really weird. <laughs> I agree. Movie. There is a disconnect. And unfortunately, there's this reputation for video game movies of not hitting the mark because there's a lot of great video games with great stories but for some reason they can never translate it into film properly which is weird because i don't uh, like i don't know i doesn't it doesn't feel like it needs to be like that but like i don't know it just seems to be a common plague it's it's we'll maybe, know it when we see it we'll know, we'll know it when we just see like it. pornography no, it, it, it's true. I, I know I'm lifting that quote from the famous Supreme Court case, uh, but like we'll know we'll know a good movie when we see it. Like, yeah, a, a good video game yeah. movie when we see it. Do you think it. The Last of Us will have yet. Sonic the Hedgehog the movie? The Last. Of I think Us they'll the talk about it. I think that's going to play a big arc in uh, Ellie's plotline. Yeah, say, I got to go fast. Yeah, it's just, it's I just... think it's better. I think I think I know it was planned to be a movie at some point, but they I think turning it into a TV show. Right. I mean, right. HBO is putting a lot of money into this. They're they're, they're banking on this to be the next hit. <laughs> in, in, in a niche world of millions of streaming services, you can make whatever you want, adapt oh. whatever you want. And I would love to see yeah. a uh, a Mario Kart movie. I'll watch that in the same vein as like Wacky Racers or something. Give me that. All right. I want Mario Tennis. Yeah. Yeah, I just want Wii like Bowling Waluigi. to be a. I want Wii Bowling to be a reality show. <laughs> How about like a Mario? Waluigi gets introduced. <laughs> How about a oh. Mario Mario Party oh my movie? God. A Mario what? Party no. movie, but it's just watching four people play Mario Party for two hours. <laughs> That's just <laughs> Twitch. You just described Twitch. Oh yeah. yeah, but you pay admittance to movie theater. Yeah, you you, um, you have to like you have to pay to watch that. 
wow, what if a theater became so bold that they were willing to like like stream a Twitch onto the big screen and you had to pay money to just sit there? Oh, don't, don't count anything oh, out, man. You oh, know what? I mean, listen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. With, listen, with people getting vaccinated, everyone, you know, being good during the quarantine and we're seeing stuff open up again. Listen, movie theaters, if that's what you're doing to like, you know, keep safe and making sure like everything's fun. Hey, listen, to make some money, you can come and watch a live stream on the big screen. Well, come watch some whatever Twitch. you whatever you want, whatever hey, whatever listen. gets you in the theater there. Miles. Um, but I okay, so I will officially decree that on Sonic the Hedgehog, we are siding with the critics. Yeah. Come on, guys. Sorry. So there we go. Yep. Uh Sonic the Hedgehog. Who This one didn't go fast sorry <laughs> it did not uh but thanks dan for joining us this is our actual our final yes, movie review of the season it so. is my pleasure sorry most of mine was a drunken rant <laughs> that's okay our first our first tipsy drunk episode that was Woo. a lot of fun yeah i to do more <laughs> i would this is a blast i'm down for that let's try let's try let's try it again but uh this was a lot of fun Dan, as always, great talking about movies with you. Yes, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me on again. It was a real treat. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank you to everyone for listening to our episodes this season. Check out our bonus episode coming next week. And uh, with more Divided Films coming later in the year, we'll be back soon. So uh, have a good one, guys. Thanks a lot.